It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dive into the thrill of Sydney's Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Yes, good morning, Sydney. Good morning, listeners, racing fans all across Australia. This is the Sydney Set, and uh, we've got a special guest this morning, myself, Mick Gannon, joined by Dean Watling. Uh, Nick Ashman, he's been a late scratching, but that's okay. One man down, another one comes up. Good morning, Dino. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good morning, Gatto, and good morning to all the listeners out there. It's a pleasure to join you. I might have been first emergency, but I've made the field on a Saturday. So always a pleasure to chat to you, and it's a, a really nice Newcastle card, albeit well, we're past the Spring Carnival now. Yeah, it's a super stuff, and of course, the Sydney set proudly brought to you by Racing New South Wales with the $1 million Hunter and $1 million Gong. Elegance, thrills, and world-class racing await. Now, Dino, there's, uh, it would be your remiss of us to, uh, t- to not mention the two Group 1s down at Caulfield today. A couple of big races down there. Let's touch on those uh, off the top. And then we're going to catch up with Adrian Bott, have a discussion about his he's got seven or eight runners heading up to Newcastle today, including Dajaran. So really interested to see what he's got to say about that. But let's kick off uh, with a quick look at Caulfield. Uh, how do you see that track playing down there today, Dino? Yeah, it should be really fair. It's played pretty fair. Obviously, across the carnival, I think the the starting distances uh, from the gates, especially the forty hundred meters, is right on that turn. I think you want to be inside, but um, very fair. I played it in my mind, and obviously tempo is going to come into it, you know. Right. So there, the you got the thousand guineas down there. You've got a horse by the name of Arctic Glamour that comes down from Sydney, brings some Sydney form. You've got uh, you know Chris Waller trains a horse here by the name of. Uh, Jolly Star. There's a couple bit of Sydney uh, theme about this race. On top, I had Corvolante. I thought it be, uh, should be very, very hard to beat, and I thought Jolly Star was second pick. Uh, how did you see the 1,000 guineas, mate? Yeah, it's a really good race. Obviously, it's been reinvented this year and pushed back to the end of the carnival, but I think it's one of the better additions that I have seen. I think the map's key, like we said. Um, I think Barry positions in their big races are often... Um, the reason for horses winning. So I, think, uh, I agree with you, Cuevo Volante. It's going to probably get the gun around the one one. Didn't have, doesn't have to come across from that wide gate uh, like it did last start. And I think up 69 metres, the big tick. I'm respecting Skybird. You always have to respect a horse with the sectional strength uh, like she has. Uh, but for Barry too, I think she's going to get back Gano from there. So a little bit tricky. Uh, so I'm firmly with you in race seven, number two, in the thousand guineas, Cuevo Volante. Beautiful. And uh, Group 1 down there, over 1,400 metres. Super Clark, 1,400 metres, always a tough starting point here. Uh, found it very, very difficult. I know our man, Nick Ashman, is very keen on it. And, um, 
I, I'm, I think Crosshaven is the value, and I think Valana, you know, could give Ollie a, a final group one of that uh, that fl uh, to Melbourne Carnival there. Uh, any thoughts on the Sir Rupert Clark? Yeah, it's a terrific race. Um, probably not the the caliber of past years, but in saying that, a big handicap, big field. Um, it's a great betting race. I'm similar to you. I think it's a really, really tricky race to chime in confidently, but I think you're going to have a couple of specs in the race. I'm leaning the way towards straight eights who comes out of the, the A1 form, I'd suggest the Golden Eagle prior of that, the Silver Eagle. No, it's deep into the prep, but I think back to 1,400 metres can settle that touch closer from gate four. And like we mentioned, that 1,400 metre start, you want to be sort of up on speed and drawing in. So slight spec for me in straight acer in the group one, so Rupert Clark State's going to. Super stuff. That's great. Righto, uh, listeners out there, 0457 736 736. Send a text message in. We'll send you a prize. Simple as that. Best text message of the day. Might even get a better prize. What's the prize going to be? Well, the you know tip package from the greattipoff.com. Dino might even send something out from... Uh, from uh, DeanWatling.com as well. So make sure you text in 0457 736 736. Righto, Adrian Bott's on the line. We're going to chat through his runners for the Hunter. Uh, good morning, Adrian. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, guys. Mate, uh, look, let's kick off in the first straight off the top here. Max Lee's Classic. You have a horse by the name of Market Magic TC aboard. Uh, deserved favourite. What, what he, off, off its trials, been pretty impressive. What are your thoughts on this galloper? Yeah, I thought, thought he looked excellent in um, you know, the, the only trial we've seen him in. Um, you know, he, he, um, he showed good acceleration, good turn of speed there, which is sort of what, what I like to see from him. He's been sort of impressing us at home. So um, he sort of had a bit of work before going to those trials and was quite forward. So um, he's he's ready to roll for today. But as I said, I, I, I must say I like the manner in, manner in which he went about his trial. Speaking of two-year-olds, Shangri-La Express, geez, he's produced some really, really big figures, figures that probably haven't competitive right in, uh, in Golden Slippers. He goes away now for a spell? Yeah, he's, he's gone out to the paddock and... Um, yeah, like like you said, he's um, yeah that that horse that's got profiles up like a a gossip for horse. They're going to sort of treat him treat him accordingly and just sort of plan for for that type of program. So he's uh, have a well deserved spell now, and um, everything will just be geared towards the, the autumn and sort of just try and follow a traditional lead up to to the slipper. Is he um, nominated for the Magic Millions or is he just straight to the slipper? Uh, he's nominated, but he's uh, made the decision. We'll just see him through the through the autumn. Sort of probably a bit hard to keep him up and going. So um, he'll, he'll 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 skip the magic means. Super, and uh, a Newcastle today race for uh, Missy Muller for Hippo. Um, what are your thoughts on this galloper? Yeah, interesting filly um, or, or mare. Um, she she tried horse out in New Zealand. Came over sort of mid prep last time, and so form will read pretty um, pretty pretty average. Um, you know, we're sort of trying to get her onto a Queensland. Oaks campaign um, at the back of that at the back of that preparation, she probably just sort of reached the end of it and sort of had a few average performances up there in uh, in Queensland. But she's much better than than that. I, I thought she's trialed up nicely, just been able to start afresh with her. Um, she's even though we had her racing over a bit of ground there last prep, she you know she sharpened up nicely this time round. So um, hoping to see a, a lot more from her. Of course, um, you know I, I, what we've seen at home certainly. Um, yeah, certainly much better than, than than what she's produced for us in Australia so far, and her, her form was quite respectable in New Zealand prior to coming over. So, um, yeah, she's she's uh, an interesting watch today. In race five, you've got a horse that I'm very very keen on. I'm in to win. Who uh, former Kiwi that came over and was really really good first up. How do you think uh, he's progressed off that first up run? He's done really well. I'm uh, very happy with the way he's come come out of that. Um, you know, obviously we had him sort of nice and forward to 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 be ready for the 1500 first up, and he. 
he, he set a decent sort of tempo. He, he, he strung him out and stuck on stuck on strongly. So I thought stepping out and trip, um, you know, certainly going to be suitable for him. Potentially get you know further in time to, uh, than what he's racing over today. But looks a looks a nice natural sort of stepping stone, a, a good progressive step for him. But he's um, you know, he's certainly gone the right way since the run. And the stable mate, I'm a dirty rascal, well named. He's uh, he's uh, he's he's done well. He's you know sort of typical European, just you know probably lacks that sort of turn of speed that the, the stable mate has. But um, yeah, he'll he'll be well suited once he gets up over a bit further. Um, he's off off a long layoff, so certainly open to some some nice improvement. Good morning, Adrian. It's Dean Watling here. Speaking of race six, um, the Beaufort obviously has come up pretty strong this year over the twenty three hundred meters. You have Youth Spirit for first light racing, probably disappointing in two runs, but. Back to the Sydney stable now, and I thought the trial between runs was pretty good. How do you see that horse um, going today in the Beaufort? Yeah, he's sort of been sort of a little bit frustrated in that sense. Um, yeah, the, the horse's sort of form and his ability, we haven't sort of quite been able to, um, you know, sort of correlate that with the results with him. Um, you know, a couple of excuses there uh, with his last couple of runs. So uh, I think we can happily sort of put a line through them. Um, yeah, confident that he's been able to sort of bounce back off a nice strong trial. So um, this is the right trip that he needs. Um, nice big track there should should suit him. Um, you know, I, I'm expecting him to be able to bounce back um, into into sort of more in the form that we've seen with him previously, whether that's still good enough or, or not, uh, but expecting, a, um, expecting an improved run. Now we get to race seven. One of the features of the day is Spring Spakes, uh, Group Three over the sixteen hundred metres. Probably not your vintage Group Three um, stakes, but it is a competitive race. You've got two chances in the race. Probably the leading one, or the market suggests the leading one, is the three Invincible Spy, who comes off a really smart sixteen hundred metre win uh, last start at Gosford, or beating Weaker Grade. Do you see that horse taking that step up to this class of three-year-olds and um, going well? Yeah, um, look, he's hard to fault what he's done to date. No doubt he's got to um, yeah, take that next step. But, you know, he's probably at a similar sort of stage where, where, where most of these are, are at in their careers as well. Um, hard to fault what he's done. Um, you know, he's excellent there on debut and ran out a strong mile there last start. So he's got, got that grounding there, um, nice sort of racing pattern and style. And it's one of those horses that's improving each time he steps out. Um, you know, we sort of haven't you know, fully sort of got to the bottom of him yet. So still, you know, hoping and expecting to see some, some further improvement. Um, obviously not an easy ask for them to, to go through, you know, that through to that sort of type of grade and level uh, in their first sort of preparation. But he's, he's, he's doing a good job today. It's sort of a, a nice target for him. What have you, you've got in the Hunter here, you've got Daja on a horse that's shown plenty of potential. He's obviously had a few um, slight issues, I'm guessing, along the way. Uh, maybe mixed preparation, something along those lines. But look, first up here, off two nice trials, horse has plenty of ability. Where are we, where are we at with this horse and, and can he win today? Yeah, look, Phil, he's come back in sort of the best shape that we've seen him in, which is um, fantastic to see. As you said, there's um, some lovely... Um, bloodlines there and um, yeah, nice style of horse and uh, always showing the ability so just had a few sort of yeah, in, interruptions throughout his career but feel we've got him in, in the right shape at present um, you know the trials are probably the best he's sort of produced since he's been in Australia and he's probably the most forward we've had him um, so I, 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 I'm really looking forward to seeing where he's at today um, yeah I think he'll potentially be that little bit more effective over the 14 to, to 1600 metres. He's obviously beaten a couple that are a bit deeper in their preparation today. So, had him as far as forward as we can um, off 
off a layoff. Um, but I think he's in good shape and I expect him to run really well for us. And then, um, you know, hopefully seeing well placed over a couple of these sort of similar sort of races and, and, and targets over the, uh, over the summer for us. Beautiful. We didn't touch on sly boots, um, but why don't you just give us your best of the day and that may be the horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, he's, um, he was excellent there first up. Uh, second up, he, he, he remained at that 1300 and probably just needed to step out in trip, but that was sort of more of a, more of a, a run he needed to have just in order to help condition him for, for the mile here. Um, you know, so I think he'll really appreciate stretching out in, in, in trip. Um, you know, certainly certainly a, a nice horse with a lot more upside going forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought um, um, Darjran's probably sort of one of our, obviously the two-year-old short of the market there, good chance, but I, I think Darjran's an interesting watch for us today. Um, and uh, um, yeah, he's probably probably one of the better chances for us, hopefully. Anything we can follow over the uh, summer? Any futures plays for the listeners out there, buddy? Um, look, I, I think you've got a couple of nice two-year-olds coming through. Uh, a horse called Storm Boy, um, likely to step out in a couple of weeks. He seems probably one of the ones that's about to um, uh, come up onto the radar shortly. So probably a nice one to follow. And it's on the text line here, Arbiter. Horse to follow? Yeah, he um, he trialled up nicely there fortnight ago. Um yeah, when when he steps out, um, he's he's certainly um, going the right way. Super stuff. If we want to get involved with uh, Gay Waterhouse Racing, Adrian Bot Racing, how do we do that, mate? Uh, just give us a call. Phone line's always open. Um, information's all there on the website, gaywaterhouse.com.au. Everyone's contacts are there. Um, yeah, team's always there for a chat. Love to have anyone involved. And, um, yeah, more than happy to walk you through the process and help you out. You're a star, Adrian. Thanks so much for your time. All the best today on Hunter Day, and uh, no doubt you'll keep dominating through the uh, late spring, early summer, and I uh, look forward to having you on again soon. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There he is, Adrian Bott. What a star he is, Dino. He's, uh, he's low-flying. Uh, he and Gay just continue to dominate through the spring. Let's take a break, and then we'll be back with best bets off the top. Welcome back to this Sydney set, proudly brought to you by Racing New South Wales with the $1 million Hunter and $1 million Gong Await elegance, thrills, and world-class racing are right around the corner. Dean Watling, best bets off the top. We like to go nice and early before we tackle the 10-race card. That way our listeners can just go do whatever they want to do. And if they happen to leave us on, then so be it. What's your best <laughs> off the top for us at Newcastle? I like that. Uh, my best bet of the day. I think it's a really good meeting there. Race 7, number 9. Um, until Valhalla comes up in the spring stakes is my best bet today. Third up, really good last start with a little bit of a tactical, versatile run when finding itself out in front. I think up 1,600 metres from a good gate will prove hard to beat in an albeit probably a bit of a weak group three here, Gunnar. Super stuff. Yeah, I was very keen on um, I'm in to win, but it's very short now. So my best bet of the day, Newcastle. Race three. Number four, Sate Chicken. Apologies, you just woken up. Sate Chicken is probably not the first thing on your mind. It's not exactly mm. bacon eggs, is it? But uh, hopefully come this uh, this time of the day, uh, Sate Chicken, Joshy Park, Cody Morgan. This race sets up perfectly. It's been absolutely off the map, about 10s into $6.50. So they've been listening. They must have chimed into the weekend preview, Dino, you know, because we were keen on this horse there. Race three, number four, Sate Chicken. My best of the day. The text line 0457 736 736. That's 0457 736 736. Send your text messages in. Let's read a couple off before we get started here, Dino. Shane from Belmont. Just wanted to say I caught you late yesterday afternoon. Got a few winners. Uh, thanks, Shane. Oh, you've 
filled up. That's good. Have a cracking day, lads. Hey, lads, love the show. How do you think the track will play at uh, Newcastle today? Hard and fast, I'd suggest there. But, you know, you might think the, ho- the track might play pretty fair. I thought more on pace suited. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, similar to you, Ford of midfield. They did get some rain the last two days, which should dry out pretty well. This meeting over the last three years have suited horses off on speed. Tempo, you probably need to run on. I think lanes two plus in the straight uh, will be suited as well. Super stuff. Has Dino thought about running a perm through that beautiful hair of his fashion of the field in Newcastle? Dino? Perm? <laughs> I could do that. My mum's actually a hairdresser, so I'm going to have to chat to her. But no, that's not on the list to do today. <laughs> God bless you, Jen. Don't do it. Don't do it to him. Um, hey boys, love your work. I have a black booker in today that debuted a couple of weeks ago. Kembla race six, number four. Uh, go with Egyptologist. Uh, that two dollars from the O'Shea mm. camp. Dino, is that something a horse that you have your eye on? Yeah, copped a bit of a poor steer on David Goldman. Um, it's a horse that will get better out in ground, which he does do today. And John O'Shea, typical stable who does improve his horses second up. So I had a black book off the trials as well. Um, so I think it's found its race today. I think the slight crew might be its price, though, Dano. But, um, yep, I do like that horse. Very good. Right, let's tackle this uh, 10 race card. We're going to go short and sweet through races, one to five, and then we're going to go a little bit wider as we get through. First of all, we'll kick off in this really, really good race, a race we saw Cylinder come through last year, the uh, Max Lee's Classic, where Market Magic is your favourite coming off a nice trial, and you've got the Godolphin Train Graham right there as second favourite. Dino, I thought Market Magic's trial was enormous. I think Graham's a horse we can follow moving forward. How did you see this race uh, pan out this afternoon? Yeah, I think it's a race in three. I think um, obviously 900 metre races, they're specialised distance. And sometimes the best horses um, to come out of the race um, don't win these races. It's more so the horses that are ready built 900 metre speed machines. And I think Market Magic is that. Graham's obviously a half to the Group 3 winning two-year-old Zolfiger. I think he's the horse that we want to follow out of it. He'll be the one out the back charging late and the stable mate. If Arastro um, is really well-bred, it's a half to, obviously, Savatiano and Valana. So very well-bred. It's out of blue point. So um, interesting to see how he goes. But I'm firmly with Market Magic. I think he's the best horse. I think Graham will lose the battle, but might win the war in um, the long term there, Gano. Would you recommend a futures play for Graham, Dino? Yeah, I expect him in the Golden Slipper. I think he's around ooh, probably $50 plus. Uh, I just love his breeding. I love his trial. Um, and Tyler Shilly did ride on that trial rods today too. So, yeah, I think that's a, a smart play. Back market magic today and Graham probably in the future for the Golden Slipper. Very good. Uh, race two, the midway benchmark 72 handicap here. Uh, toes on the nose, really well named here for Nashville Wheeler. Is your favourite resistible second favourite for Dylan Gibbons? He'll be looking to have a big day up at Newcastle, home track for him. And, uh, well, he'll be looking to absolutely dominate if he can. How did you see the midway benchmark 72? Yeah, a bit of an even contest this week. I think Resistible is the horse that's probably uh, got the most upside in the event, peaks here third up and is ready to win. Probably dropped slightly in grade off the last start run. And we spoke about it just before the way this track will play. Gano, it's a horse who's going to settle up on speed, probably leads this field up um, and probably proves hard to beat. But it's a little bit of a tricky midway this week, mate. How'd you say it? Yeah, found it nearly impossible. I'll lean to toes and nose uh, on top, but... Uh... 
Wasn't a race I was really keen to uh, to dive into. I was going to save my bullets for later on. And speaking of later on, well, the Tab Highway Handicap over the mile, race three. I was very keen. Satay chicken here. I thought Joshy Pye would be ready to fire. He's in good form. And obviously rode Oban Buramaya to his biggest win or financial gain win of his career anyway. Let's just put it that way. And I think he's in good form. I think Satay chicken has been primed for this race. And those colours, well, you know that they'll be winning a race at Newcastle today somewhere along the lines. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Tab Highway Handicap? Yeah, I think it's a racing too. The two rematch versus the four Sate Chicken. The more I look at this race, Gano, the more I'm in your corner. I think there's a lack of speed, Good. which is a little bit interesting for a Tab Highway. But Sate Chicken, 2,000 back to 600 metres, can run them into the ground up on speed. I've got a query on rematch over the 1,600 metres. Yeah, add gate 16 to that. That just... Um, gives me a couple of concerns. So I'm with you, Gano. I think Sato Chicken's um, a nice bet there in race three. I think the thing is for rematch, you know, obviously that 1600 meter start is very generous at Newcastle and you do have Nashville Willer aboard. So he, he, he could definitely overcome that barrier, but he, he's going to have to do some work for sure. And I think you're with me with us leading on the, as, as far as price sensitivity goes, um, Sato Chicken's probably the yep. one that represents the most value and has the least amount of risk around it. Geez, I'm hungry now. Gee whiz. Righto. Race four, benchmark 78 here. Uh, we, we spoke to, um, to to Adrian Bott about Miss Muller. He didn't seem that keen on the horse. Thought maybe um, later in the prep perhaps might have been a, a time to follow this galloper. But you've got poor Trey here for Godolphin and, and that man, Nashville Willow, we just talked about as the uh, short price favourite here and that $2.70 mark. How do you see um, how do you see this race unfolding in regards to a speed map? And uh, can anything beat Portray? Well, there's not too much speed. I think uh, Portray probably leads them up. I think Fairway Star, who's fourth up in the preparation, gate eight, I think with a lack of speed, can probably slide up and sit outside the leader. In behind that, Zoe's Promise, Chase My Crown. Um, and then you probably have Levark and Hide Your Heart settling off them. I wanted to really be with four for Cindy. She's obviously coming out this morning, which is... Um, not good for me, but Portray's hard enough to beat. I thought the probably the, the, the bet in the race could potentially be Hide Your Heart, who keeps flying under the radar. Really good last start in a strong rating race. And Nathan Dorth flying on his home track, but in my mind, Gunner, probably not a race I'm going to be betting into today. And you've got Anna Roper there claiming three kilos, so that's obviously a big, uh, big push and, and good to see um, Nathan's listening there, get, you know, getting Anna, Anna Roper aboard there, claiming three. So 54 kilos um, on speed horse and hey, why not have a, a shekel each way on it? Because our man, Nathan Doyle, on his home track, hopefully he'll have a big big day today. Um, no doubt he's a gun. He's a, he's a trainer on the rise, and uh, hopefully hide your heart can get the job done for connections there. Righto, Dino, race five. Uh, we're just racing through these before we get to the bigger races here. The benchmark, 88. Gee, tough race, except for the horse down the bottom I'm in to win should just run them into the ground from that 1850 start other than that I can't see I don't, I don't know what beats it Dino find me a horse that beats it please do go ahead yeah I think the two dangers if there are any of the six probably pervade and the big watchers on the three for me Herman Hesse first up four trials first up over 850 metres any other stable you'd probably put a line through but Moe and Houston they can get their horses on with their data and they know their fitness levels to a T. Um, if me and you were first up 1850, I think we'd be out the back struggling to beat the ambulance home. But I think it will settle close enough to the speed and can be a danger. But I'm firmly in your court. I think I'm in to win is one of the better bets in the program. I know it's short now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it starts sub $2. Although it's brilliant first up, that stable will improve horses second up. 
Um, I can't see it going backwards here. And from up on top, Gano, I think it's incredibly hard to beat. So I'm with you again in race five with the 12. I'm in to win. There you go, listeners. We've uh, we've combined again the party horse, as they say, on track. And uh, I'm in to win. They did bet $3.20. Um, so let's hope that we might get something more. But Dino suggesting we won't. So... That's a little disappointing if you did miss the three twenty, but you're still getting around the two dollar fifty, that two dollar forty, two dollars fifty, and that, that that's a price, uh, especially if it well, if it starts uh, sub two dollars, Dino. Now uh, let's uh, recap your best bets before we go to a break. Your best bet of the day at Newey. Yeah, my best bet comes up in race seven, which we'll touch on in depth a little bit uh, or soon. Sorry, so race seven, number nine, until Valhalla is my best bet across the program there at Newcastle on a good day, Geno. Super stuff. Yeah, I was really keen. Race three, number four, Sartay Chicken. I thought it'd get the job done. Really good pricey, getting around the $6 mark. Very happy to be with Sartay Chicken. Righto, let's take a break. We'll be back. We're going to absolutely dominate our way through the rest of this card, uh, and uh, we'll read out some text messages shortly. Welcome back to the Sydney set, proudly brought to you by Racing New South Wales. With the $1 million Hunter and $1 million Gong await, elegant thrills and world-class racing are here. Dean Watling, uh, let's just give the listeners our best bets again off the top. Yours comes in race seven, I believe. In spring stakes, group three for the three-year-olds over the 1,600 metres. Uh, so race seven, number nine, until Valhalla. I think she'll be too classy for them. Peaking conditions, third up, rising to group three grade, albeit a bit of a weak group three race here, you know. Super stuff. And mine is race three, number four, Sartay Chicken. Just off the text line uh, from one Jack Dickens. Can't believe .com's tipping the mailbag horse. He could stop COVID. Love you, Dino. Hey? <laughs> there you go. A bit of ribbing from uh, from the boys. Uh, morning, Mickey and Dino. Love the show. Just wanted to get your thoughts on Rustic Steel in race eight. Always listening, Tanya. Well, we'll get to that soon, Tanya, as we uh, as we get through those. Righto, let's go to race six here, Dino, the Beaufort. Uh, over the 2,300 metres, interesting race that we actually looked at early in the week. And last year, this was a race they didn't have too many um, too many acceptances for. But they, uh, they've got a full field this time around. Looks a much stronger version this year. Um, why don't you just go through the map? Well, let me do the map, and then you can do a bit of uh, bit of tipping. You've obviously got Numerian here. Canberra Legend um, paraded like I did, a little bit overweight and just a bit of a battler, but I think will strip much fitter this time around. Uh, roll forward, and Youth Spirit will probably roll forward. How do you see this race unfolding from that 2,300-metre start, and who do you have on top, Dino? Yeah, the 2,300-metre start's pretty kind. you got about oh, 300 metres till the first turn. It's down the, the home straight until they turn for the first time. Like you mentioned, probably a solid tempo up front here. Numerian, Youth Spirit, Canberra Legend, Baby Rider, then you've got Dark Dream and a couple of others. So I think there'll be a genuine tempo here. It's an interesting race. I think Numerian's hard enough to beat, but I love the update we got this week of Canberra Legend on the socials from Chris Wallace. He looked a, a different horse. He looked ripped. He's lost all that uh, weight that he probably carried first up. And I know he's a savage drifter, but he was in the market. He has some good form lines around that land legend that come out here and towed our stayers up. So I think Canberra Legend's hard enough to beat in this race and should get the perfect run going from um, gate five. You know, the extra weight he was carrying, not just around his belly, it was also me. I had declared him as a best bet because his form was <laughs> phenomenal and he's turned up and looking horrific. I couldn't believe it in the yard. I was like, oh, what are we doing here? Mm. But now Chris has got him well, that... and he'll be fit as a fiddle and this is a very winnable race, isn't it, Dino? Exactly. And it'll be interesting to see what the market does today. Obviously, he was a savage drifter once he stepped into the parade ring, which is a great guide. So he's a bigger price today, but if the money does come for him late, then you know he's there, fit, ready to go. So... um. 
what I saw on social suggested that he is. And I think the market will help us out late with his price as well. And we will be gambling responsibly, but I will be betting up Canberra Legend to get it all back uh, this afternoon. Race seven here, the three-year-old Spring Stakes here looking for some uh, some black type here and uh, on top in the top of the market, Invincible Spy, um, the favourite. And then you've got Until Valhalla, a horse for, um, we did mention before, the mailbag was stock there. You've got a schnitzel uh, fairly here. It seems to be low flying. So uh, how do you see the uh, the map in this race here? Both of those horses mentioned uh, will roll forward, Dino. Do you see an abundance of pressure or do you think it's just going to be a um, just a flop out and work it out from that 1,600 metre mark? Yeah, I think the latter of that, I think there's not too much speed in this race. Invincible Spy, obviously, Wardhouse and Bot Train led in its last two starts. It will lead them up. I think uh, Gazzano, with Zach Lloyd on, potentially sits outside the leader. Then you've got Mag- uh, Metallic Ruler, Justin Ty, and selling behind. I think Until Valhalla and Sly Boots probably get the, the run of the race. And I think horses, you know, worse than midfield, are probably in a little bit of trouble just with the tempo on paper. So um, that's why I'm siding. That's why I really like the nine until Valhalla. She showed that tactical versatility last start when surprisingly landing on speed. And I love the way she adapted. That was her second start. So when you get a horse like that, that's thrown in the deep end in a second start and the sectional she ran home late just screams to me, get to me to 1,600 metres. There's a couple of tired horses in this. Kaitea comes there out of probably the stronger races, but he's eighth up 2,000 metres back to 1,600 metres. I think that's a massive training performance. That can get done. So... Uh, I think until Valhalla and Invincible Spy bring that upside to this race and worthy of winning. Um, keen to be the nine, but happy enough now with a price can or, or to save on Invincible Spy. I think it's out to a, a pretty big price. Comes off a Gosford win in probably a week of grey, but the time and the sectionals out of that suggested um, that he's right up to this. And then he's got upside, third up, stays at 1,600 metres. He's already ticks that box. So um, I'm going to have my main bet on the nine until Valhalla, and I'm going to have a saver on the three Invincible Spy. Very good. All right, let's go to race eight, the Newcastle Herald Hunter, and we'll also get an update from our partner. Noisy, the newest betting app this spring. Time to bet noisy. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, our noisy bet market here. Mazu, $3. King of Sparta, $5. Cole Crusher, $4.80. Rustic, still a horse that uh, I think was it Tanya that wanted to uh, get a get a mention uh, from you, Dino. $14. Dark Destroyer, 31 Excellent proposal for Joshy Parr, 26 Rocketing by a horse that just jumps out of the ground every now and then. 41s into $23. Cinewon, $26. I know a horse that, uh, Dino, you had your eye on in previous preparations. Opal Ridge, $8. Dajaran, $9. A horse that Adrian gave a massive push for. Gravina, 16 A military expert, $13. This is a really good race and, and, and you know, a really good initiative from racing New South Wales because we've seen the Spring Carnival um, come and go in Sydney and we're now moving to these regional areas. We've got the Hunter, then we've got the $1 million Gong, the Hunter over 1,300 metres, the Gong over 1,600 metres. It's a fantastic fantastic initiative and uh, I think this is a really good race Dino let's just kick off with a speed map I, I see Cole Crusher going forward obviously worth a lot of worth a lot of money here so Cole Crusher will go forward there'll be, there'll be enough tempo on Daja I won't be too far away but just outside of those two I see them all wanting to hold a position but I don't see an extreme amount of pressure behind them have you read it that way yeah, very similar. I think the scratching's probably paid even more into that. Iron Me's come out um, far too easy. Inside gate, I thought it was going to settle closer. Potentially Valana as well. So I think the more you do uh, look at the race and, and the more you look at the scratchings, I think there is enough pressure. But like you said, I think it's over the top. 
Very good. Um, I'm with Dajaran after hearing everything Adrian Bot said, and now the way the map's gone, I'm going to play a two a two bet play. Dajaran with noisy bet around the uh, nine dollar mark, so I'm keen to back it, and I think Cold Crush is the other one around the four dollar eighty mark that I'm also keen to play. I think we can back those two with confidence. I'm against Marzu, uh, just. It's been a, that sort of preparation. I'm not that keen. It's a hard, fast track up there at Newcastle today, and I, I just don't think it'll suit. However, I would love to see Marzu jump out of the ground and win because it's just good for the game to have these um, big, uh, you know, horses with profiles uh, winning races. Of course, Dino, how did you see the uh, the Hunter and who's on top, mate? Yeah, I'm similar to you in the respect I'm going to have a two-prong attack, but I'm the opposite to you. I'm firmly in the court of the one, Mazu. He's my top tip in the race, and I'm going to back the three as well, King of Sparta. A little bit of a Peter and Paul Snowden two-prong attack. I think Mazu, I know he's had interrupted preparation, but you look back through history, and a horse that won this race, lost and running, had a very similar spring carnival, and then had a couple of issues, and then come to this race, sat outside the leader three wide, and absolutely spanked them with the, the grouse or the A1 form. So Marzu comes out of the giga kick stakes over 1,300 metres. He's only beaten two lengths behind Bella Nipatina, private eye, and think about it. That's got to be the best form for this race. He's had a tick over trial. Nash was on in that trial, which I think is a, a big positive here. And from gate six, like we mentioned, there is enough speed up front. Um, but I think you want to be within striking distance. I think Marzu does. King of Sparta, he was terrific first up chasing Star Patrol down there at Flemington. Um, second up, total forgiving the Sydney Stakes. He was five wide without cover there and still had the audacity to stick on and run to the line. Um, I think third up now, 1,300 metres is his sort of pet trip between that 12 and 1,400 metre trip. And he draws a good gate here, Gano, I think. I think he can settle forward of midfield. I think that's key. If they are running off, they overdo it. I think he's the one screaming home. But So I'm going to have a good two-bet play here. Race eight, number one, Marzu and the three, King of Sparta. I do want to touch on and talk about the 15 Dajram. All of its best runs have all come first up. So I think that's a big tip. And the market support's key. It gets a lovely run. Um, and the other one that interests me is military expert, Gelded. Blinkers on. The recent trial's terrific. It's going to settle up on speed. I wouldn't be surprised if it lobs up too. So I think they're the two roughies in the race. And finally, to touch on the question off the text line, Rustic Steel, terrific last start in the Sydney Stakes. Made a lot of ground on the day you couldn't make ground. The query is gate 18. If they are running on, I think you can maybe add a little bit of confidence to your bet. But I'd be waiting to see and just make sure you can run on before backing Rustic Steel, Gano. Yeah, well summed up, Dino. I think a race that we can probably play exotics in because there are a number of chances and, and, and there are you know, there is some value. We can pick the eyes out of that race. All right, let's head to race nine here. Just a lonely little benchmark, 78 here with a, a number of chances. But I know you're very, very keen on one. Just off the top here, a bit of a market here. Tabby Time, your $3.10 favourite with Noisy Bet, Sweet Mercy, $4.20, Oakford, Waratah, $5.50. And man behind the money, $7. How do you see race nine unfolding, Dino? Yeah, one of the better betting races of the day for me. I really like this race. I'm respecting the one man behind the money who has the, the tactical advantage and has trialled up well, has really good figures from last preparation and gets the two kilo claim of Jet Stanley. But um, I'm really keen to be with the 11, Tavi Time. I was with him first up. He's always had a little bit of a spruik on this horse. He trialled up superbly. He had absolutely no luck at all last start. Went to the line. I wouldn't even say in first gear. He was in neutral. Um, strips for the second up, back to his home track. I think Dylan Gibbons will want to be um, getting a win on this horse after that ride first up. The slight query is the 
the map here. He's going to get probably worse than midfield. I want to be seeing him run on. And I think if we do see him run on, I think you can increase your confidence with the bet. But I think race nine, number 11, Tavi Time is one of the better bets across the program. Gonna. Super stuff, horsey neutral. Let's hope it finds first, second, third, then fourth, <laughs> and maybe even fifth gear down that, uh, that Newcastle straight to Dino. Yeah, it would be nice. All right, race 10. We're going to wrap up here the Newcastle preview. Then we'll go to a break and we'll be back, uh, chew the fat and cover our, our best bets again. But race 10 here, gee, I'll tell you what, isn't there a train? I don't think there's a trainer going better than Sarah Ryan. She's absolutely low flying. She's, you know, basically, they'll say she's come out of nowhere. She's been working hard for years and years and years. And, mm. look, you know, she, she's getting uh, everything she deserves. She's just dominating uh, last night. There's two two winners at, uh, at Canterbury, I'd say, probably from two runners as well. But So she's low flying. So uh, props to you, Sarah. You keep on doing that. You are a star. But, look, really open race here. 1,300 metres, you've got Capo Strada in the market, you've got Fierce in the market, you have much, much better for Sarah. Um, so, coupling there or thereabouts as well. I found it re- I found it really, really difficult. Just give us a speed map and then give us your thoughts, Dino. Yeah, it's a, I think you summed it up well. It's a, a race where all these horses have sort of raced against each other over the last couple of weeks. Some have had luck, some are sort of deep into their preps. Um, talking of speed, I think the speed map is key and probably... Um, dictates my bet here. I think much, much better for the informs here. Ryan Camp leads them up. Pearson slides across from the gate, uh, 11. And then in behind that, I think you've got Fender, who can settle a little bit closer from the inside. Kabling has tactical speed. And in behind that, you've got horses like Capo Strata and Co. So I think it's a wide open race. In saying that, I think Pearson has the most upside here. Comes out of a, a different form line to these. Uh, ran second behind Grabini in the Golden Cup last start. I think that's good form. I really like Rabini as a horse. And like I said, when you've got other horses here, Gunner, who probably are all beating each other up, I think you can um, back a horse like um, Fearson, who's going to sell outside the leader, suit the map um, or the track pattern on, on the day and prove hard to run down. So slight lean on the six Fearson in the last for me, Gunner. Yeah, for yeah, I'm with much much better. I thought it just goes forward, gets the claim um, on a track that's going to be nice and firm. I thought Ruby Moss was a horse that you could back if there was any um, sense of a, a run on. Uh, but I'd be really surprised if they were running on well today at Newcastle, just given the the conditions we've had. But stranger things have happened, Dino. Well, there's your ten races uh, done and dusted. Uh, we'll take a break. We're back with a few text messages. Welcome back to the Sydney set, proudly brought to you by Racing New South Wales. With the $1 million Hunter and $1 million Gong uh, around the corner, well, today for the Hunter, Elegance Thrills and World Class Racing Await. Dean Watling, uh, mate, best bets quickly off the top. Just give us the best bet. And, uh, well, before we do that, actually, I'll tell you what we'll do. Adrian Bott, we spoke to him earlier this morning. If you just jumped in the car, make sure you listen to that podcast. There's a few horses to follow today and uh, moving forward. And the full po- uh, podcast as well, available on uh, what, all your uh, podcast providers. Really simple. You can go to the SEN app or you can go to the Apple or Spotify. Away you go, Dino. Give us your best bet uh, for the punters. Yeah, my best bet, uh, reiterating race seven, number nine, until Valhalla being well supported this morning, which we like to see. Gano should start favourite and is favourite currently. So that's my best bet of the day. Race seven, number nine, until Valhalla. Have a small little saver on the three invincible spy though as well. Super stuff. My best bet comes in race three, number four, Sate Chicken. 
Uh, very keen on it, and I do like until Valhalla as well, Dino. Hey, um, anything else around the grounds today? They are racing in New South Wales at uh, Kembla Grange. They're also racing at uh, Gundagai and uh, Bathurst as well. Have you found anything around the grounds for us? Uh, not too much uh, in New South Wales. Obviously, it's a good meeting at Kembla Grange. I'm keen to have a look post-scratchings there. There's a couple of horses that do catch my eye. Rates two, number two, against the law is a horse who... Wanted to back on Tuesday at Gosford. Um, obviously, goes to Kembla today. Really nice horse. Second preparation. Bryce Hayes is in good form. Slick trials. I think it's hard enough to beat or beat. Probably needs luck with the rail out nine metres and from gate nine, Gunno. But uh, outside of that, I thought New South Wales is a little bit tricky today. What have you found? I know you'd have something for me at Gundagai or somewhere. Yeah, well, it's lucky for the listeners. You've delivered absolute duck eggs, but I've got something down at Gundagai. <laughs> <laughs> Race four, number oh, two, Arthur, Arthur the Great. Look, this horse was really, really good on debuts, produced some good figures. Um, now has learned how to win again. Rolls forward on a track that suits on, like, we did Gundagai yesterday. And, like It's scary stuff if you're a backmarker. But Arthur the Great, it'll be uh, up and in. On pace horses, get will get the better of them again today, especially considered they, you know, compacted that uh, right, you know, that rail one to four out there. Race for number two, Arthur the Great, clearly the best horse in the race, gets a chance to prove it today. Uh, that's my best out wide. Now we talked about the Golden Slipper earlier, and you had a horse by the name of Graham that you liked. It was around the eighty-one dollar mark in futures. Um, markets for the Golden Slipper. We spoke to Adrian Bott. He suggested that Shangri-La Express, albeit is, uh, did hold a nomination for a Magic Millions, but won't be going there. Now spell and head straight to the Golden Slipper as, a, as its uh, target. So talking about futures, there's two horses that I'm keen on, and Shangri-La Express was one of them. I'd be very keen on it. And I think there's a horse by the name of Manos that uh, J-Mac was uh, aboard in a recent trial uh, for Godolphin. You're getting around the $41 mark. So if you can combine Manos, and then you've got Shangri-La Express, and you've got Dino's, uh, Dino's tip there, it's a good three-way, uh, three-pronged attack heading into the Golden Slipper, Dino. Yeah, well, I think the futures markets there is hard enough, but I think if you're going to back a slipper runner this far out, you're wanting sort of $30 plus. I, I'm not about chiming into these short price sort of runners that are already there, but I think the three you mentioned, they all sort of tie into each other similarly. I think the pedigrees are there. Graham, obviously, half to the group three uh, winning um, two-year-old Sulfurker. Um, Manos, the one you mentioned, beat Shungai uh, Express in a trial as well, and J-Mac was full of praise, and couple of others that you mentioned there, they've all sort of shown it at the trial. So I love it. I think it's a great time of year. You can chime in, you go a small spec and you get to the slipper, hopefully. And you got these horses at big odds. We've done it before with Remark, who didn't quite make it. Cylinder last year, we'll tipped into it. Big odds, he obviously ran second. So hopefully we can go one better. Superstar from the gong next week, a huge race down there over the mile. Uh, my tip, hope in your heart uh, for Kerry Parker. I think uh, this horse will jump out of the ground down there at Kembla. Anything you like down there at the gong, down your way, Dino? The, the feature race for a million dollars next week. Yeah, I think Ossipenko potentially going there. Spangler, if they do get rain, we know that does um, really pop out if it does get wet. So they're the two that I'm keeping my eye on this far out. Very, very good. Well, I tell you what, Dino, it's been an absolute ball today. We've you've dominated off the top. You got the late call up. Uh, you wouldn't have passed the vets, I don't think, but you did somehow. We've managed to <laughs> we've managed to get you through the uh, the vets and uh, you know super super stuff from you. Uh, if you want any of Dean's stuff, DeanWatling.com, nice and simple. If you want any of my stuff here? You head to thegreatsupplies.com. You got to pick up the stuff today. But that's it. It's been an absolute.
absolute pleasure, Dino. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. Until next time.